Gather around, friends, new and old, and welcome to the Pow Wow Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Philip. And I'm the other host, David. Well, you look all tan, you look all muscular, you look refreshed as ever. How was I, I it? I am tan. I got a nice, good tan for... How are the oh, cheeks? Hopefully they, last. Yes. Oh, I, I love... Look, I love seafood. I love to swim in the sea. Uh-huh. I love Spanish women, and and they think I'm all right, too. And, you know, it really makes me think I should be living there instead of here. But uh, here I am, back again. Hopefully the tan, hopefully the tan doesn't fade over the next uh, couple weeks, but inevitably it will, and I'll just be a regular old white guy again. <laughs> but yeah, here I am. If you uh if you if you gone on my Insta- my personal Instagram, you might have seen a couple photos. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I had a great week. It was uh it was very relaxing. Nothing too crazy. And you went with family, right? No, I went with a friend, a okay. friend of mine. Okay. Yeah. And so was there anything in particular that that was fun? Did you see or do anything in particular or was it just for re- relaxation? No, I just like I was on a quest to find great seafood everywhere that we went and and also paella, but um the paellas I would say about 60% of them were disappointing. But we did have a couple good ones and we yes, I was just on a quest for seafood and I did have some very very good seafood. But uh, other than that, no, I mean it was nothing special. We I swam in the Mediterranean. We were we were in this sort of we were in a place that has like a there's there's like a, a, a what's called the mar menor which is like the um the small the minor sea the smaller sea and then there's the mediterranean and the one the the other one is like closed off right and so the water's kind of like still and and less nice there's no waves it's kind of gross but the mediterranean is just was refreshing and like not too warm not too cold it was just perfect Speaking of refreshing, but far too hot, uh, I did happen to see the newest James Bond this week. It just came out. Um, So by the Mm. point that this podcast comes out, it will be rather old, I suppose. But but I, I agree with your assessment and review when you saw it, brief as it may have been. The best part was far too fleeting. Arma de armas. Yes. Oh, Ana de Armas. We we stand love. we stand in ovation and applause and wish that there was more of you in that film. That is all I will say because we both respect the rights to not spoil things unless explicitly stated. Speaking of things spoiling and perhaps going rotten, let us get to the main topic. <laughs> So with Halloween just around the corner, we thought, why not do an episode that's themed around Halloween and take advantage of what is, for some reason, America's favorite holiday amongst the youth. Like, I get why it's fun. I love Halloween. I always have a you know great time. The parties are always the most fun of, of throughout the year. The best parties are always Halloween parties. But I, de- I never, there was one of the things that surprised me the most when I moved to the U.S. for the first time is just how much people love Halloween in the U.S. And so why not, why not celebrate a little bit here on the podcast? We, we are a camping theme podcast, and so we can get a little spooky sometimes in the woods alone. Am I right, Phil? Well, the past 
couple episodes actually have been a little spooky. I, I hope I fixed my audio because they were, I was just like a little distorted. It was a little something there. So I think, you I know, fi- I noticed that I noticed that, uh, it's, it's a technical side that we got to do, but I, I, I think I fixed it. I, you know, knock on wood, knock on, knock in the woods. Ooh, I think we Ooh. fixed it, but yes, uh, I do. I do. We do love some Halloween themed and decorations around here. Does your family decorate? Is that a thing in the Netherlands? Meh. I mean, it, not really. It's not like I live in a fairly large expat community, a lot of Americans, a lot of internationals. So there is some, but uh, especially in certain areas. But for the most part, no. However, we do. Yeah, we we might put a few things up and like we'll be we'll be prepared for for trick or treaters when when the day I was comes say, around. Is trick or treating a thing over there? It has become a thing. It has become oh, a thing. How cool. uh, it's not nearly as uh, prolific as it is in the United States. Fair enough. All right. Yes. So we move along to the scariness of this episode and uh, the first of what we hope will be many. Halloween themed episodes but of course this one we're going to start with with fears and you know what David mm. we're going to get real we are going to get real I don't know about you but I've, I'm pretty open I'm, I'm opening myself up to, to some stuff here we're going to get funny we're going to get real we're going to get we're going to get a little little spooky here so are you ready I'm a, I'm a little afraid to start this episode but I'm also excited oh I'm ready I was uh I was ready when I don't know when Let's go. Let's, Let's do this. Go. All right. First off, off the list, stereotypical fears. Now, this can be something as as mundane as spiders that, that again, these are all very valid fears or something as uh, effusive as, I don't know, roller coasters, something along those lines. What is a stereotypical fear, what you would classify to be a stereotypical fear that uh, you qualify with, David? Honestly, there really aren't any. I like I, I struggled with this prompt or with the idea of mm. stereotypical fears simply because beyond the obvious and the kind of depressing stuff like losing a family member or, sure. you know, getting hit by a whatever. I don't have a lot of those stereotypical fears. I what I this is what I wrote down. Sp- spiders. If okay. I lived in Australia or somewhere where there are lots of deadly spiders. That's true. But I don't. So, uh, and then the other thing is, I guess, yeah, I have a healthy fear of snakes, but no more than the regular person. Like, I think any any smart person's going to have a fear of snakes. You may I'm, I don't have an especial like an especially strong fear of snakes. If I know it's not venomous or it's not capable of killing me or harming me, then I'm I'm not going to freak out about it. like I've held snakes before. I've been close to snakes before. But yeah, I guess if it's a venomous snake and it's a wild what it's not like in a cage. Yes, I yes, obviously I'm scared of that snake. But yeah, but I don't suffer from fear of heights or claustrophobia or uh, fear of flying or fear of the number 13 triskaidekaphobia. No, nope, well, none of that. My question to you, because I, I didn't list this down, but I'm just curious for fear of heights. I'm not actually really that afraid of heights as far as like a view, because I know some people just look out and are standing securely on like the Grand Canyon or something, and they would be afraid of heights. But I would be afraid of heights if I was the only thing preventing me from falling off was a rail and I was like overlooking and looking down and down and down. That yeah, does give me. But I think that's 
Is that's that like a, a natural natural sense of vertigo. Like everyone has that. But whereas people who actually have a fear of heights, it doesn't even need to be that high. They could be on like third story and look down out of a window, and it gives them like a like a it, it makes them panic. Okay. Like my dad, for example, I don't know how like to what extent he really fears heights. He says he fears heights, and you know why not believe him? He says he, if he's on the top of like when we were on the top of the Empire State Building, like he was okay for the most part. But if he was like looking down and there, you know, maybe he'd, he'd have some vertigo. The one thing is he used to be a pilot when he was younger. He's oh. never had that when he's in a plane. When he's in a plane, he's completely comfortable. Maybe it's just something, the most natural thing for him. Maybe it's something about control. I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, so that was both of your fears, correct? Or was that just one? Yes, that's both of them. Go okay. ahead. All right, so mine, I'm scared of things breaking or snapping, whether it be on my person or others. I have like uh, trampolines have really fallen out of favor with me as I've grown up because I just, mm. I imagine and just seeing like bone pop out and oh, uh, uh, like it just, it actively scares me. Like whenever I watch a, a scary movie, I'm not scared of somebody getting gutted. I'm not scared of somebody, I don't even know, just getting shot to death or being electrocuted, whatever, whatever. But if I go and see them jump off of the, the, the second level of a house to escape the killer and then they, they go to the ground and then their leg snaps, that actively just like, oh, God, it just, it, it, I'm, I'm cringing the entire time. It's not even disgust. It's more so I'm actively thinking and preparing myself for it. That's how much, and then for me, I'm always scared that I'm going to break something or, or do something. Like my first thought is, oh my God, did I break it? whenever I'm going around and have a, have sustained an injury. My next one, and this one's probably more practical, but it's it's stereotypical, I, I would say. I'm scared of mismanaging my time slash schedule. I wasn't always this way, but I it, it shows itself in that I always, ironically, you're going to laugh at this one, I always give myself far more time than probably necessary. <laughs> uh, okay but, yes but uh, i i'm somebody who will be like oh let's go grab lunch and we, even though i think lunch will only be in an hour or something i'll still give myself about two and a half hours to three hours of time in my schedule to make sure that i i can either get to the next thing a little bit early maybe if necessary but at least i'm, I'm not late with how long i have at any one event it, it's always been something to me like i will I will not go to things because I don't think I have the extended amount of time that I would want to give myself because I won't enjoy myself having to leave early or or I'll feel bad or something. You know, you know, I, I know we're going a little bit off topic, but I have a similar thing when it comes to pre preparedness. So I like, for example, when I went on my, my vacation last week, I, you know, I was like, I was like, okay, I'm going for eight days. Well, then I should probably pack 15 pairs of underwear. <laughs> because because you never know what might happen and uh Especially in that and so i like i you know like it's never happened before where i've like had so many accidents or <laughs> or any even <laughs> but i'm like i can't be without enough pairs of underwear like i don't want that to happen so i like overpack to the max i over prepare like if i'm going to amsterdam for the day i'll like okay i need like a battery pack and then a, an extra charger with a wall thing as well so that I, if I need to, I can go into a cafe so that I can always like make sure my chart, my phone has charge. And then I'm going to, I'll bring two hats because maybe I'll want to change my hat halfway through the day. <laughs> I'm just like over preparedness, man. I'm scared of, I don't know. 
Trust me, if if either one of us has a complaint about being too anal or too prepared, what have you, I completely sympathize with you in that one. I I, I thought it might be too too on the nose, or we've already discussed that. But uh, even a me already, bit. yeah, we yeah. did touch on it. I think we've touched we on talked it about addiction. So there we go. All right, let's move along to psychological fears. So this is the, this is the real stuff. This is these are this is going deep. This is going to be opening up uh, to the trust tree here in the pod. So let's let's go with. I think I have a fear of commitment. Uh, if that's not already been clear before, I whether that be in a relationship or even to just a place, I myself, one of my biggest fears, it probably is to just end up in staying living here in Arizona where I'm at. I'm very much a, a free spirit. I like I don't like to be tethered down, whether that be to a relationship. I, I like a lot of the benefits that come with those. Uh, again, but having a place in Arizona and having like my favorite restaurant, having a place that I know, like uh, having my friends here, having a place that I go to even to just get my hair done. Of course, I enjoy those things, but I also don't want to ever feel like I'm committed to staying here. I don't want to be held down because of of something that I'm obligatory or, or excuse me, obligated to stay here in Arizona and held down. Uh, it just commitment overall, I think I actually have a real fear of. David, what's your first one? Well, I mean, I don't know about that because we're on episode 37 of this podcast and we've been pretty consistent week to week. <laughs> so you've at least committed to me and I appreciate that. Um, yes. I, have a, I have a weird fear that I'm going to say something stupid. And it's like in some situations, it's very real and very very serious and I'm worried that I'll, you know, like I have a fear that I'm going to say something wrong or that that will damage relationship, you know, the 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 serious stuff. But it's also like almost like almost like I have my uh, the most mild form of Tourette's in where I'm worried <laughs> that I'm going to be going through airport security and just scream out like I'm carrying drugs. Which is obviously a lie. Obviously, you know, I've never never yeah. done that or will ever do that. But like I have this fear that I'm just gonna blurt it out out of like some weird psychological which is which is crazy because I, I don't have that. But yeah. And then uh my second one, this is real serious, man. This is uh this is real this is very real. Is a fear of being left out. Oh wow. FOMO, you know, I actually didn't like, know I that really, about you. I get that. To the max, man. I hate not being invited. I'm. I have like I'm such such a fear that I'm missing out on, on all the the exciting moments in life and yeah, and new friendships being made and like that's that's my biggest fear. I honestly believe that's my biggest fears. Wow, I actually didn't know that about you, or or if if I just never gathered that from you. So you hide it well, or you accommodate for it uh, rather well. I, I must say, uh, my last one. And this one's nuanced as much as anything else is, especially if we're getting real, but I'll, I'll give you some context here. I'm, I'm scared that people won't like me if they were to get to know me beyond a superficial level. Not, not, the, <laughs> not, the, not the real me kind of thing where it's like, you know, that, 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 that normal thing. But, but just more so, I think if people were to get to know like it within each layer, the more that they wouldn't like me as a person, but it's not, it's not to anything to where I take action about it per se. I think like, I don't, I don't go out and actively seek for others approval or am paralyzed by other people liking me. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's only whenever I actually care about what somebody thinks and I'm, and they're close to me and, and I value their opinion and, and their, their friendship and, and everything else 
that I think the more, oh, well, if they know more and more and more about me, the less they'll like and like and like about me. So yeah, that's number, that's, that's, if we're going to be real, these are the real things that actually scare me. But let's go and lighten the mood a little bit. Let's go. What is your first funny fear, David? What's something that is just redonkulous? That is, I, I, I wondered if you meant that if, if we're, these are supposed to be f- funny fears of our own, because I have funny fears that I, that I found, like interesting fears that I found online. So that's what I have to share here. I, I put these as my own, but if, if you, if okay. what you have prepared is, well, of others, I wish I fine. had t- taken the time to think of those. But uh, anyway, so here's an interesting one Plutophobia is the fear of money. Now, let me just say, I need a friend who has this fear. <laughs> and when they're having an episode, I can be there for them and take it off their hands. Ah, yes. Because yes. I am that good of a person, Phil. Yes, of course. You're, you're willing to throw yourself in front of that, that Gucci bullet. Oh, yeah. Now, the other one that I found uh, is called, and wait for this, Hippopotamonstrosisquipedaliophobia. Nicely done. I, I practiced saying this word. Hippopotamonstrosisquipedaliophobia. Mm-hmm. And you know what it is? Uh, it's the fear of long words. <laughs> that's right. I think I have her. Yes, I've heard that one before. It's it's it's, Which re- is it's so, an oxymoron. Yeah, it's so like it's not an oxymoron. Almost like oh, yeah, petty. No, like like. <laughs> well, oh, so you're oh, really you're you have a fear of long words? Let's give it right Guess back what? to you. <laughs> uh, no, that's good. That's good. My funny fears, again, getting real here, but these ones are, are more lighthearted. Much like you're uh, worried that you're just going to say, say and yell out the wrong thing, especially when I was younger, because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not usually uh, a passenger in, in cars anymore. But I have this irrational fear that the door is going to open while I'm in the back seat of a car and I'll just like fall out. And I'm like while we're on the highway again, I don't know what it is like the, just for some reason, the door will open without my, my consent and I'll just roll onto the freeway. And then now we go into, I'll break something, heaven forbid, I'll, I'll get all bruised and, and scratched up. But like leaning on the, on the door is so it like, it raises my, 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 my inner blood level and everything because I'm just so, so worried that I'm like, I'm, Ooh, I'm, I'm living on the edge, even though there's no possible way. Um, I get that whenever I lean on any like railing, like that's, Mm. I get that exact same thing, but I also, you mentioned cars. I, I get that. Uh, I have this thing where I'm sitting in the front seat of a car. I find it difficult to close my eyes because if I feel like if if I close my eyes, then the person driving is going to crash because I'm not paying attention to the road. I've never had that problem. I've always been able to sleep in a car, but but I my condolences. Only in the front seat, though. In the back seat, I'm good. Hmm. Finally, to close this all out, I'm scared of how things will sound in close spaces. Now, let me explain. I've 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 not been to a point in my life to where I've really lived by myself, like whether it be a studio, whether it be a house, what have you. So, with that being said, I have a lot of roommates. Now, it's family, especially. But even when it's just regular roommates, I'm very uh, voice and audio level conscience. And maybe that's just because of my job that I'm just very aware of like, oh, I'm probably being too loud, whatever it is. But as you know, David, and as I'm hoping you, the viewer, know by now, I like to watch a lot of cinema. So I like to watch a lot of uh, movies, TV shows, what have you. And I'm afraid that people will think I'm watching something naughty, (laughs) uh, which which may be true. (laughs) 
which may be true, but it's not, it's not for that reason. Like it's not, it's not explicitly like triple X. It's just, I don't know. I'm watching an episode of the TV show shameless and I'm actually watching it for the content, not, not for any other dirty ulterior motives or something, or, or, you know, heaven forbid, it's like an like, it's like a scary episode. And, and so somebody's getting, getting tortured or something. And they're just, yeah. You know, Ah, and then I'm just worried that now my uh, my dad, who's uh, across the way, is going to wake up and just and just think, hmm, should probably put my pillow on my ear because something's and, happening, and, and think, to, why do I only hear men wailing? So, exactly, hmm. it's it's something that I, and it's it's just that 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 thing, right, where you just you grab the remote and you start turning it down because you're like, God, I just, I would hate to, I would be which, embarrassed. Which, if anything, almost makes it, makes worse, it worse, right? Yeah. <laughs> because if you if you were just blasting it, then how could anyone think that you were actually watching something adult? Have, you know? I, I'm just always thinking, man, behind, yeah. uh, anybody you're walking not alone, by. man. Oh, I know. I, I, I know I've got multiple people coming with me I, on that fear train, not fear bus. But especially since I'm near the bathroom, I'm like, Sometimes my my family just invites like you know I I have the community bathroom right next to me. These people don't know me, don't know like I'm not just pumping out some naughty stuff in the middle of the day. I'm just happening to watch like a, a serious dramatic piece of like Blue Valentine, and there just happens to be a sex scene in here. I, I'm not like looking for it; it just happens to be on. I don't know. So, anyways, uh, that's one of my biggest funny fears. Let us move along to one of my actual like excitement things a new segment so we go on to a new segment that we will be introducing to you and it's our first time playing and utilizing it is called you will be missed and it goes something like this we will be listing something that is no longer with us, is no longer there to be had and to be enjoyed by us anymore. And you know what? Just in ode, in memory of, we will we will uh, miss it. So David, why don't you go first on this, the inaugural ship voyage of You Will Be Missed. Summer dresses. Now comes the time for thick, poofy jackets and long pants and layers and gone is the warm weather and with it the summer dresses you will be missed long may they rain mine too falls in the line of clothing but it's for a different cause david i came into some money recently and that means that i will no longer be one with my old semi-american underwear i will be upgrading my underwear I've had some pleasurable times in that underwear and some double XL shorts that were too big about two X's ago. You will be missed. On theme with the episode, we are not going anymore into fears. In fact, we're going into loves. This is, of course, our favorite films that are spooky, thrilly, what have you, would qualify and be appropriate within a Halloween-themed setting. Our top three just favorite Halloween-typed movies. David, what is your number three? Or, I don't know, just one of the three if you don't have them ranked. This is a very challenging thing for me because I'm not a huge fan of scary movies and I tried to exclude a lot of the movies that I love that are more thriller and less 
horror. I just thought this should be really Halloween, like actual horror movies for the most part. I mean, it's really open to interpretation. My number three is it. And that includes the, the both of them. Yes, yes. I, I'm yes. I'm along with you where it's like the franchise mostly. Yeah. Uh, my number three would be Scream. Uh, Scream 2 specifically was probably my favorite one of them. I actually, I enjoyed the writing on those, even going through the, mm. the one. I thought that it was rather smart and I enjoyed that. I'm a huge fan of scary movie movies. Scary movie movies? As in the scary movie series, yeah. the the parody. Ah, yes. Okay, I didn't know that about you. I <laughs> believe it or not, never seen Scream, but I've seen all the scary movies. <laughs> ah, Tim Curry is phenomenal. I love Tim Curry, and, and like I think it's like Scream, Scream, a uh, scary movie too. Mm. All right, your number two. Speaking of which, my number two is A Quiet Place. I thought oh, this definitely nice. kind of fell into the horror movie genre. Yes. It's a little bit more. It's less sort of like. I don't know. I don't know how to. I'm not even going to try to put it into words, but definitely falls in there. And yours? Mine is a long franchise, but it certainly it, it peaked in the middle there. So we're going to go with Saw and somewhere about three or four. Saw is a fun, fantastic franchise. I would recommend at least going up to uh, Saw number five for anybody. Uh, it's fantastic. The writing surprises you and the twists usually, usually succeed for me. See, this is just another example. Like, I've never seen any of the Saw movies. I'm just not a horror movie guy. I'm not. My honorable mention, Silence of the Lambs, I I left it out because, not because it's not one of my top, probably my top two of thrillers, but I just saw it more as like a crime thriller than a horror movie. Fair? Fair enough. My my honorable mention is Nightmare on Elm Street. Just a classic. Just classic. You can have it on the back. It's pretty self-explanatory. Brilliant idea, especially for its time. And the graphic and the stunts and everything actually hold up rather well. You've got to miss those practical stunts. So your final And again, one. this is this is challenging. Uh like I, I'm saying this with no confidence whatsoever, but I do love The Shining. Ah. Again, one that's missed my purview, but I, I, yeah, I need to I need still need to see Dr. Sleep. I still oh, haven't yeah. seen it, but I would yeah. like to. The one that takes the top of my list, and I hope that you would think that it qualifies, get out. Yes, I considered that very strongly. Again, I would have put it more in that like psycho thriller. Well, I don't know. It definitely it, qualifies. Okay, cool. It was yeah. really open to interpretation though, wasn't it? So yeah, I'm with you. I'm with yeah, you. Get it out. was definitely t- up there for me as well story meets horror meets actually chilling meets a message weirdly enough uh, i just think it's it's one of the best ever uh the only thing it fails in is that you can't really just put it on in the background and kind of tune in and out it's it's you have to actually respect it and watch it it is time for the game and as such in these lovely parts we move to the good bit the part where we do the game and that is the game you get it because it's a game Anyways, welcome to the game segment. We are joined by my guest this week. You know her. You might love her. Don't know. I'm still iffy on the subject. It is Megan Montoya. Megan, welcome back. Thank you for coming back in all sincerity. Welcome back to the podcast. Did you think we would invite you back? First of all, not at all. Not one bit. And I'm, I, th- I was hoping you'd continue with the accent thing. I thought I was going to come in with an accent. Well, I don't know. You still were allowed to. Do you want to do you want to retake it back? You want to take it back for your cue since we're all actors here? Yeah, of course. Yeah. OK. <clears throat> all right. Welcome, Megan. Welcome to the show. 
Hello, thank you so much for uh, welcoming to your show so politely you did, isn't it? <laughs> thank you for your time, Megan. And next on the show, Robert Pattinson. Okay. <laughs> But anyways, thank you for coming back, Megan. We have a, I know that you, uh, you're looking around the room, seeing how, how much nicer it is since last time you've been here, seeing all the fancy new toys and baubles. Uh, I'm glad that we were able to bring you on that then and impress you now. But since the last time we've had you, did we ask you questions about yourself? I'm curious. That may be something new as well. Um, I think you did. I think you asked me like, uh what I want to do for a living or what I do for a living. Obviously it left a perfect impression for you. Hopefully it left a bigger impression <laughs> to you, the audience, but we will continue that streak with David. David, go ahead and get in the first of your two questions. Absolutely. So nice to talk to you again, Megan. And my first question for you is what exotic animal would you choose to have as a pet? Ooh, that's can I pick like a capybara? Is that how you actually pronounce it? <laughs> I I think, I think so. so. I've I, heard other people say capybara, but like um, the first time I heard of it was on Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, and he says capybara, so I can't imagine they would say it wrong. That right? is a hard pronunciation of the e. There's like or the y sound. Capybara. Who, who who's who says it? Is it Zach or Cody? It's Cody, so I trust him. Oh uh, yeah, I mean then you don't you don't argue with Cody, right? Cody knows everything. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Definitively. Megan, to go in line and theme with the show today, what is your biggest fear, real or silly? Preferably real, or just you can talk about having a toilet paper stuck out your, your bottom. I don't know. Okay, interesting example. But um, I would say I've always been uh, really weird about using spoons at restaurants. Like I just think they're dirty all the time. And so I just kind of freak out and I try to avoid them at all costs. You heard it here first, folks. She is weird about spooning. David, your question. <laughs> love it. I absolutely love it. My next question is, would you rather be bald or have to wear a hat Every time you're out of the house, like every time you leave the house, as long as you're not at home, you have to be wearing a hat. Wouldn't I do that if I was bald? Wait, for like the rest of her life? Not necessarily. There's nothing wrong with being bald, Megan. That's true. But like, what if my head gets cold? What is the, you know, is your answer? I guess your answer <laughs> is that you would, you would wear the hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'll you got it. Because if your head gets cold, then you're probably going to put on a hat. So yeah, so I'll go with that. <laughs> I guess you could always buy some of those hand warmers and just apply it to your head and just walk Duct around tape holding it to it. my head. But, but keeping, yeah, but keeping so persistent to say, but it's not a hat. I'm keeping my head warm <laughs> just for this, but it's not a hat. All right. It is your game. I get a portable blow dryer. Portable blow dryer. Yes. Go ahead, David. It is your game. All right. So since Halloween is coming up and we are talking about fears, I thought I would theme the game or try to come up with a game around trick or treat. And so I'm calling this game rather creatively trick or treat, mother. Hey, Love it. <laughs> must be the money. Yeah. Phil's going to have to edit that out later. Uh, and every <laughs> we time we say it, <laughs> <laughs> or we could just, maybe we just bite the bullet and have the little E for explicit on the, on the episode. We, we should do trick or treat fofo and we'll all know what it means. <laughs> But I won't have to fo -fo. edit it. Fofo. Fofo sure. or mofo? 
Uh, Mofo's too suggestive, I think. So if we go Fofo, or or we can do, <laughs> we can either go Fofo or Tofo. I, tofo. I, let's just let's just move on. How about that? That's so true. essentially this game is uh, is is very loose. It's uh, there's no strict rules around the types of questions that are going to be asked. Yeah, we like to keep it we like to keep it fun and free and wild, especially on Halloween. And so essentially. The person being asked a question, before they hear the question, will get to pick trick or treat. Now, if they pick treat, then they get the question. If they get it right, they get a point. If they get it wrong, no points. But if they pick tri trick, then if they get the question correct, they would get two points. However, if they get the question incorrect, they get minus one points. No. So it's kind of a gamble. <gasps> Gasp. Yay. All right. Is that relatively understood by both you, Phil, and you, Megan? Yes. I, I am picking up what you are laying down. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> All right. So, Megan, who do you want uh, who do you want to face off against first? Mm, uh probably Philip. Phenomenal. Probably <sighs> Philip. Meet your demise right. early and then take your vengeance now later. <laughs> So that means it'll be my game first. Now, upon request of Phil, if we happen to be posting a video of this, are we recording video right now, Phil? We are indeed. Megan opted Fantastic. not to show herself, but we are not afraid. Right. So if we happen to be posting this video somewhere, then I am picking all my questions uh, on little pieces of paper out of a trick-or-treating pumpkin bucket thingy. So I'm just just trying to paint a picture for you, for you, the listening audience, because this is, is obviously a, not a visual medium. Yes, it is a vibrant <laughs> orange and it is yes, indeed it a spooky smiley pumpkin face on it. Jack-o'-lantern, yes. if you will. All right. So I have a little bit of a history lesson before I before I get into the game here. Oh, good. Trick or treating is a popular Halloween tradition. How Halloween tradition, most Happy especially Barrett. in the United States. It is believed to have origins in mumming in medieval times. Mumming, where people in fancy dress would parade in the streets and enter people's homes to perform or play oh, dice. Kind of like what Robert De Niro did. This is the information that I got from Wikipedia. Now, this is closely related also to souling. Soul as in, like, people believe in a soul. Souling. I saw that Pixar film. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. We all did. Which was... An All Hallows Eve tradition where soul soulers would go from parish to parish begging for soul cakes. It's, it's called cocoa. Creepy. <laughs> Cocaine. Uh, in exchange for prayers for the souls of those close to the givers of the cakes. So from what I understand in my research, this uh, in the Philippines, this still happens. And they even dress in white sheets. To symbolize the souls. Now, in Scotland and Ireland, there was a tradition called guising, where children would go from house to house dressed in costumes, asking for food or coins, very similar to modern trick-or-treating. What's interesting is that these kids would go around with lanterns made from... Any guesses? I'm still stuck on the word guising. Pumpkins. <laughs> Not pumpkins. Turnips. <laughs> Turnips. The Celtic man's wow. pumpkin. Yes. So there's your little history, your little uh, fun history lesson around the origins of trick-or-treating uh, comes from the Celtic world. Snap. All right. So I am going to go first to Megan 
A trick okay. or a treat, Megan? Trick. Trick. She picks trick. All right. And I'm going to grab my little bucket and I'm going to pull out a piece of paper. And you will be getting question number nine. How many Oscars was Psycho nominated for? Is it higher or lower than five nominations? Higher. Higher than five. And she gets it wrong. The correct answer is four. It should have been lower. And you get minus one point, Megan. What a tragedy. Beginner's luck. Uh, Yeah. I was hoping you wouldn't have beginner's luck. Unfortunately, it's not St. Patty's Day, it's Halloween, where things are spooky and scary. And (laughs) it's all about. uh, Never mind. Uh, Phil, (laughs) trick or treat. I will be, so trick is worth two. I will go with treat. So you're going for the easy road. I am. So I'm you're going a coward. To, I he is am. a coward. <laughs> I'm just marking down the, tallying up the score. It's so far, it's zero to you, Phil, and minus one. So I I'm pulling out my, my little pumpkin bucket. I pull out a little piece of paper and you will get a question number seven. Question okay. number seven. Vampire bats are a real thing. True or false? That is true. It is true. They are real and they are, they originate from somewhere in southern Argentina. Yes. All right. Well done. You get a point, Phil. Thank you. Thank you. You should have gone for the trick, man. All right. Megan, we go back to you. Would you like a trick or would you like a treat? I'm doing a trick again. (laughs) Oh, she's ballsy. I love it. Let's go into the little bucket of uh, wonders and ghouls and ghosts. And you will be getting question number four. Question number four, what is the body count? And this is not a dirty question. The body count in the movie Halloween. Is it? Sorry, no. Yes, you just have to tell me the number. There There are multiple correct answers based on interpretation. So either one will give you the point or the two points rather. In Halloween, how many kills are there? Does she get, does she get, um, cause I would have asked for myself, does she get like a barrier or like, um, a buffer of like one or two within one or two? Sure. No. Phenomenal. All right. I'm going to say get within two, six? Megan. Six is correct. Six Woo-hoo. is correct. I would have accepted either five or six because there are five humans and one dog, but of course the dog counts. Right. Of course it does. Dogs have souls and humans don't. I've never seen it. All right, Megan, you get two points, which means you tie it up at one point apiece. But we go back to Phil. Phil, what would you like? A trick or a treat? I would like a treat. Give me that lollipop. Phil wants wants a treat. (laughs) We go into the bucket of wonders here. Oh, question number one. What is the name of Dracula's sidekick? Oh, Jesus. I know like Frankenstein's, but I don't think it's, I didn't even know Dracula had a sidekick. I'm going to go with- Frankenstein have a sidekick? Uh, yeah. Yeah. To like his like little guy Frankenstein's the doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. He has like a- Igor. Igor. Igor, yes, of course. Of course, Igor. Okay, well, who is, who is the Igor to Dracula? I'm going to go with Morticia not knowing whatsoever. (laughs) <laughs> no, unfortunately, you'll be glad you went with treat and not trick because the correct answer is Renfield. Ooh, Does it wow. sound familiar now? Not at all. 
Not at all? You, have you never seen Dracula or Dracula Dead and Loving It? The spoof with Leslie <laughs> Nielsen? It's fantastic. No, you know what? The closest one was seeing that one commercial for like Dracula Legends or whatever the hell that was. And it looked pretty cool, oh, but man. I actually have never seen it. You should I've watch Dracula Dead and Loving Dead It. And loving it. <laughs> Yes, it's so good. I watched it like a month ago. It's fantastic. Hey, anybody Love ever it. seen uh, uh, an interview with a vampire? I heard Tom Cruise does a horrible no. Dracula. Okay. No. Yeah, I have seen it. I have seen it. And uh, he's not the best part of the movie. Brad Pitt's in it. He does good. He, he's. I heard he does Gary well Oldman does well, too. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. <laughs> Let's just move along back to the tomb of ghouls. Yes, indeed. All right. It is Megan, you to go. Um, treat. A treat. Of course, a treat. Coward. We go into the... Are you kidding Says me? you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we go into our little bucket of wonders and you get question five. In which U.S. state is it illegal to dress as a nun or a priest for Halloween? Is it Alabama, Mississippi... Alaska or California? Wow, if it was California, I'd really be <laughs> thrown for a loop. Um, I've seen I'm, people break that law if it's California. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first thing I thought when you asked the question was Alabama, so I kind of feel like I should just go with it. So I'm going to say Alabama. Alabama's correct, and you get another oh, point. You should have gone. You should have stuck with the ballsiness and gone with uh, gone with a trick. But you do get a point, so well done. Thank so, you. So the score is now two to one. We go back to Phil. What would you like, a trick or a treat, Phil? There is a strategy being implemented here, David. So we are oh, going yeah. to go treat. It's a real boring strategy, but it's being okay. a coward. That's your strategy. My ass is not grass. That's all I'm, I have to say. I'm mixing it all about and I'm going to pull out number. Two. Question number two. I love that. What one. was Dracula's real name? Was it Ivan the Terrible, Stephen the Great, Vlad the Impaler, or Alexander the Good? And I will say all of these are real people. <laughs> yes. I would be knowing knowing it's a novelization, I think we could be a little bit more dramatic i know it's not like ivan the great ivan the great i think is Ru a russian monarch nope there's no ivan the great ivan the terrible oh ivan the Stephen terrible the great oh, okay so alexander I'm the good thanks. vlad the impaler and alexander the good stupid david thank you you're doing well, that all you yourself know what? i believe <laughs> exactly i believe that the audience deserves the truth <laughs> all right okay fake facts um i'm gonna go with vlad the impaler Vlad the Impaler is correct, so you do get a point. Well done. The score is two all, two each, two to everyone. Megan, we go back to you. Would you like a trick or a treat? Uh, I'll do trick. Ooh, she goes trick. Fantastic. We go into our little pumpkin of goodies, and we pull out question number 11. Yes. All right, 11. Oh, reminder, Phil, just by the way, you do have a skipping stone. I right. do. Uh, yes. 11. How old was the youngest person accused of witchcraft during the Salem witch trials? Is it 20, 14, 10, or 4? 
Now, I should say this is an unfair question, Megan, because she has in-depth and personal knowledge about this herself. Every, about every, witchcraft or about, <laughs> about the Salem witch trials? I was the one who was accused. <laughs> about witchcraft. <laughs> She's every still alive. <laughs> every Halloween, she dre- I see the witch hat, and I know Megan has deep, intimate knowledge. It's unfair, but I'll let it, I'll let it pass. Okay, I feel like because it's you're all doing random, all this, man. I'm going to get it out it of the bucket here. <laughs> I'm going to say 14. 14 is incorrect, which means you get minus one point. The correct answer is four. Would you believe four? that? Four oh years God. old. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm going to say all I got right, that wrong so you, because of Philip. You get minus one, so you're back down to one point. Phil, you're on two. We go to you, Phil. What will you have? Will you have a trick or a treat? I will have... Need I ask? No, no, no. I will have a trick. Ooh, a trick. Wow. I know. They see me rolling. They hate it. Question eight. What does the word hallow refer to? Oh, that's it? I I fill in the blanks? Yes. Uh, I will use my skipping stone on this. Very wise. The word hallow means saint or holy person. All hallows eve. Yeah, I was about to say of were. reverence or of of uh, but I, I it would have been left to I might have accepted it, but very yeah. well you skip, so I go back into my cauldron of doom and I'm picking out number three. Question number three. Pumpkins originate from Scandinavia. True or false? Oh fuck. <laughs> from Scandinavia. I mean that is Europe, so it makes sense. I'm gonna go with I'm going to go with true. I, I, I'm going to go with true. And he fails. Minus Dang one it. point. They actually wow. originate from Central America, would you believe? So you get minus one point, and we are tied at 1-1 one, one again. Here we go. Going into our last round Megan, of questions. Megan, back to you. Your last, last round of questions here. Will you have a trick or a treat? Trick. Trick. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've pulled out question 10. Do I have a skipping the nightmare? stone? No, no, you don't have you a skipping win, stone. Megan, get on my level. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the Nightmare Before Christmas was directed by Tim Burton. True or false? True. False. Unfortunately, the Nightmare Before Christmas was written by Tim Burton, but it was directed by... Oh, dear. I've forgotten already. We're going to... Hold, please. It was directed, unfortunately for you, by Henry Selick. Henry oh, my Selleck. God. I didn't know that. I watched it yesterday. <laughs> of course shows you, you did. Shows you how You should have watched the credits. Oh, yes, watch the credits. <laughs> <clears throat> wow. All so right, that is well, a minus one. That is a minus one. And uh, Phil, what will you have? Will you have a trick or will you make it interesting by going with a trick or will you play it safe by going with a treat? You know, if it were any other guest who I could fathom and stomach losing to, I would pick a trick. But unfortunately, it's Megan. So I will go with a treat. Give me something good to eat. I'm going to make Megan smell my feet. The final question. I honestly, I'll be surprised if you get this right. What is the first name of Dr. Frankenstein? We're going to go with we're going to go with Frankie for the win. Um, I feel I think I know it. Can I tap it? Oh, go in? ahead, Megan. Yeah, of course you can. Go ahead. Are we sure he's not going to take my point? No, no, I will I oh, won't no, get your point. No, no, no. no. 
It's he won't. He's got it wrong already. Yeah. It's Victor, right? It is, of course, Victor. It is Victor. Victor Frankenstein. That, Victor that Frankenstein. That rings a bell. And the score finishes. Phil, you have one point. No, I and have Megan, two. you have no, you have one. No, because I had two. You did a trick and you, you got two, it wrong. And then you got a trick and you got it wrong. So yeah, and you so had one. Took- and then you just got this wrong. I promise you, man, it doesn't really matter, but you have one <laughs> point. <laughs> okay. We we can go back through it again later, oh, I'm not, and I'm I'll not prove mad. it to you. Yeah, yeah, sure. But okay, cool. So I have two. All right, you say just, no. You have one. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Megan has zero. You have one. Okay, so I have two. Good. All to right, know. you do win. All right, so let let me just because I have a themed tiebreaker here. Even so let's go to tiebreaker just that for fun. Point. <laughs> totally luck of the draw, Megan. I'm sorry. All right, the tiebreaker would have been. How many so-called witches were burned at the stake in the Salem witch trials? Ooh. And closest um, closest wins? I think Megan held the lead, so she would have gone, she would have been able to go on second because I would have forced the tie technically. So I would have gone sure, first. Go ahead. I think it actually was a lot. I think it was something redonkulous like 38. All right, Megan, any guesses? Mine was somewhere around there, but I feel like uh, even though it was quite a few, it was like less than we think. So I'm just going to go close to his at like 35. (laughs) 35. You're both horrifically wrong. Uh, Really? 35, 38. Megan, you are closer. The correct answer is zero. So in actual fact, those those, uh, who were executed... Uh, under suspicion or whatever proof in quotes was presented of witchcraft were not burned at the stake at all. They were oh, hanged. They were hung. Yeah, that's right. No, they I, were not I, hung. They were hanged. <laughs> <laughs> I, I de- definitely doubt that they were hung. However, they were hanged, except for Giles Corey, witchcraft. who was famously pressed to death by pl- uh, piling rocks right. on top of him. Right, he was quoted to say... Know, more weight, right? Yes, that is correct. He too was And I home. only know this because of the crucible. But yeah, mm-hmm. everyone was... was <laughs> Giles Corey was definitely hung, but the yeah. rest of them were all hanged. Um, I mean, when, when yeah, you're going so, out requesting for more punishment, Daddy, that, that kind of <laughs> suggests a little, a little something. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, here we are so close to All Hallows' Eve, and we're speaking ill of the dead, okay? Uh, but with, yeah, with all due there, respect there to his family and his living... His living <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, living on. So here we are. None of them were burned at all, but uh, they were all very well hung. Moving on. All right. So uh, Megan lost to me, which is natural. It is all right. But we move along to my conduction of the game, which means that she gets a second crack at actually beating somebody today. David, so good luck to I both of you. I got more questions right than you. For the record, I, more questions right than you. And also, I'm simply not a coward. I can't hear over all this losing, Tom. Yes, it is coming in quite clear. Thank you. But not to be outdone, I too have brought a a jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> and uh, I will be pulling from mine as well. Same amount of questions. Yes, 10. Um, and But unlike David, I am actually an, an organized fool. 
So mine actually hold the questions on them, not directing me to go look at the number and the questions uh, slotted for them. I rather like well, that touch. That was simply a lack of time. I, I prepared ah. all these little slips of paper while we were introducing Megan because I forgot to do it earlier. Oh, that's so. hilarious. <laughs> oh, but I still liked it. I Did still you not see it. me cutting it with scissors earlier? <laughs> no, no. You were very sneaky. Very sneaky. Makes was, me wonder what you I do was. on the sly over there when I'm not looking. Oh, all right. You'll never Phenomenal. know. Uh, so, uh, same rules apply. The only difference is mine is, a, is, uh, themed as well, but completely different. So there we go. So enjoy the last Fantastic. view as we mwah, kiss this, uh, Megan, you got first last time and you will get to go first this time as well. Trick or treat Megan. Trick. Trick. She says, and she continues her theme. The first one, here we go. Uh, upside down. What is. The color of a pumpkin. Um. <laughs> uh, I feel like there's multiple colors of different pumpkins. What is the stereotypical color of a pumpkin? Orange. <laughs> yes, and she gets on the board with two. Well done. Are you well serious? Done. I have them either hard or easy, David. She happened to nail an easy one. Oh, you too okay. have an option for an easy one. Which one do you want of trick or treat? I will take trick. Trick. Here is a hint on Finally. whether or not it's going to be a hard or easy one. If it's a big piece of paper, it's probably a hard one. That's what she said. All right. <laughs> go on. Oh, fantastic. Yes. What, which is the name of the phobia that relates to the fear of ugliness, babies or otherwise? We've got <laughs> oh, A, God. syngenisophobia, B, xanthophobia, C, xemophobia, or D, cacophobia. Again, we're looking for the fear of ugliness. A, B, C, or D, okay. and I can attempt to re-say that. Say the first two again, please. Yes, syngenisophobia. B is xanthophobia. Xanthophobia. I'm going to go with the with A, please. A is my answer. A is his answer, and minus one is his result. Ah. It is actually cacophobia was what we were looking for. Wow. Cacophobia. Yes. I feel like I know yeah. why you chose this question, Philip. <laughs> I wonder why I would have chosen that question, <laughs> Megan. And we move along. Do you want a trick or a treat, Megan? Trick. Trick, she says. And I grab this one and we look along. Oh, it's a big one. <laughs> An egg can rot within two hours oh if God. not properly refrigerated. But how many days can an egg last if properly refrigerated? The time I found gave a range, so you will get a two-day buffer from that median day, including the day as well. So let's say it were to be 120 days, you would get 118 to 122. Okay. Um... Hmm. I'm trying to think of how long I've had eggs in my fridge. Um, I'm gonna say like this might sound terrible or it might sound stupid, but it might sound great. I'm gonna say 20. <laughs> You're actually not that far off. You're actually under. Eggs are eggs properly stored are one of the most durable foods we have in existence right wow. now. It is 29 to 33 days. 29 oh to gosh. 33 days. Meaning it is uh, from, uh, what is that, four to five weeks that you can store them. So, Megan, 
you go minus one for a t- love, lovely prompt and total of one point. Now, David, we go back to you. Trick or a treat? Give me a trick. He wants a trick. He wants it all back. There's I love a, a healthy competition. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Susie went to her local Arizona Target, not a sponsor of the pod, yet, and bought herself an entire <laughs> supply for Halloween, including including a Reese's snack size club mix, 32.6 ounces, a plush pumpkin pail to collect candy in, and her adult T-Rex inflatable one-size-fits-most costume. And it only cost her blank. You get a buffer of $5. How many, How much did her receipt total? One more time. Reese's snack size club mix, plush pumpkin pail, and an adult T-Rex inflatable one-size-fits-most costume. <laughs> I'm going to say $43. Ooh, not even close. $70.58 was the target we were looking for, but we would have accepted wow. down to 65 and 75 So that means, David, you are now at minus two or I suppose the kids would say negative two. And Megan, unfortunately, you are winning. So we go back to you. Um, <laughs> Megan, which would you like to go? Trick guest. or treat? <laughs> trick. The most, most trick. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> what month is Halloween located within? <laughs> <laughs> it's in October. That is correct. And we are now, Megan, to plus three. David, trick or treat? I mean, I'm five points down, so I have to go with trick. He certainly does. Ooh, this isn't a big one. Yes, easy one. All right, here we go, David. Name three uses for toilet paper and go. (laughs) Wiping your butt, wiping your nose, and... Wiping your arm. I don't know. (laughs) We would have accepted to stop a nosebleed, but, you know, whatever you just said there should be fine. You could have said TPing. Am I wrong? You could have said TPing. I could have. All right. So now, David, you are back to respectability at a whopping zero. Megan, you're still ahead with three. Would you like to go trick or treat? Uh, Trick. Trick. Ooh. Uh oh, it's a big one. On average, how many seeds are in an apple? A, one. B, two. C, three. D, four. Four. I'm not done. E, five. F, six. (laughs) G, seven. Or H, eight. (laughs) Seven. (laughs) So are you saying G for seven? God, I hate you. <laughs> um, no, now I'm going to think so I can make you miserable. <laughs> good, good. I feel like there's quite a bit. There's obviously at least four, but is there five? <laughs> um, I'm going to say six. I'm sorry, is that F for six? Oh my God, yes. F <laughs> for six. Driving Unfortunately, crazy. 
You were one off. It is E for five. E for five would have been your answer Thank there. You goodness. were just on it. But unfortunately, Megan, you are knocked back down to one with, or no, excuse me, you're back down to two with two. that question there. And David, we go back to you at zero. Trick or treat? Give me a trick. He says trick. Ah, I can't grab it. All right. All right, David. Megan, keep an honest eye at his eyes. We, we, <laughs> eyes front, my friend. Okay. <laughs> Without looking, eyes up. What color undies are you wearing right now? We will trust your integrity with no proof needed. <laughs> Blue. Blue. Blue with, with white stripes. <laughs> All right. Phenomenal. He's, he's fairly certain about it. Phenomenal. All right. We will give that to him. <laughs> Plus two, meaning Wait, he let me is... just check. All right. Yes. I'm again. Right. I can I can show you if you want. Now we are fine. I believe you. I, we believe you. All right. As I look down, there is one easy and one hard. Just for knowledge of nobody in particular. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Megan. Trick or treat? I feel like no matter what, we're gonna pick trick because we're not cowards like you. Phenomenal. Precisely. So is that a indeed a trick or treat? Yeah. Trick. All right. It's a pretty big one. Ooh, what, what is, thank you, what is the <laughs> yearly the average salary in dollars for a paranormal investigator? Point of reference, 52000 <laughs> was the average in the same time frame for both figures. So you get a $4,000 buffer, the yearly average salary in dollars for a paranormal investigator. You know what's funny? I feel like it's either really low or like absurdly high. <laughs> Um, I can't you imagine. You know there's got to be people who will pay those, those, you know, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to say, um, you. Uh, what was your frame of reference for the average at the time? $52,000. And this is the, uh, the, the average for everybody. So keep that in mind. I don't know if that matters at all. Right. I'm going to say like 42000 on the freaking dot. I kid you not. Look at that. <laughs> 42,000. Yes, wow. I've seen the conjuring a million times. <laughs> Holy moly. That is probably the most impressive thing I've ever seen you do, Megan. Ever. Oh <laughs> ever. <laughs> oh, man. All right. On the dot. That means that Megan now leads two to David's one. David. No, 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 no. She leads four to my two. Okay, that too. Philip hates so. me. Why am I even on this podcast? Philip sucks at math. <laughs> I think I it's, more so, the case. It's, it's more so the I'm math, Megan, to be to fair David. on this one. I'm here to talk to David and David only. <laughs> Phenomenal. So David, on the last one, trick or treat. I mean, she's two points ahead by my reckoning. Okay, so yeah, I'll trust you. I'm going to go with trick. I'm going to go with trick. What would a ghost breastfeed with? <laughs> Say it. Do I get a ch chance to think about this for a second? Uh, say ghost titty. Oh, a boob. Can I say titty on this <laughs> It's boobies, is what I wrote down, but yes. <laughs> All right. That takes us to a tie by my reckoning. Yes. <laughs> and yes, because look, I was on zero and she was on three and then she got one wrong and I got one right, which put us both on two. And then she got that last one right, four, and I was still on two and now we're both on four. Amazing. 
one competent person makes a whole podcast worth it. (laughs) 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 All right, now I'm going to uh, tell you guys my completely prepared and completely there tiebreaker. (laughs) In in, uh, U.S. dollars, how much did the Nightmare Before Christmas gross? And we will start Ooh. with since David forced the matter, he gets to go first. Closest David. wins. Yes, in millions. Yes. I'm going to say Surprisingly, not billions. Not a lot of movies get into the billions. So Nightmare Before Christmas, it does not surprise me that it's Especially <laughs> for the time it came out. I feel like nowadays right. more. I'm empty. going to say sixty-three million. $63 million. Megan, we go to you. Hmm. For some reason, I feel like, gosh, I'm either going to butcher this or obviously get it right. The 50 shot, but I watched, it's been a year since I've seen it, but they have the- uh, You said you just watched it last night. Now you're lying on the podcast? If you would let me finish. Um, here, wait okay. one second. There was this for a reason. Um, I watched, you know, those, the movies that made us, that's what I watched last year. (laughs) Um, Uh, and yeah, I did watch the actual movie last night, um, or yesterday. Um, and I feel like they talked about it and I feel like it wasn't as much as I thought it would be. So I'm going to say like 30 million. Hmm. Well, Megan, per the use, you have failed me. Uh, we are now oh at $91.5 million grossed box office for The Nightmare uh. Before Christmas. Slightly above Frank and Weenie at $81.5 million and below Corpse Bride at $118.1 million. So that means, David, with a furious comeback, a furious trick-laden <laughs> strategy, made his way to the tippy, as they say, and as now, they definitely say, as they definitely say, <laughs> and is the king of this pumpkin-sized castle. Well, Megan, yes, congratulations, David. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, Phil. Phil's been catching up to me in recent weeks, so I, I really, really needed the win. So, yes, you really, mm-hmm. really, really did, Megan. So glad that you could join us today. Is there anything that you would want to plug before you leave? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, MeganM123, the normal Megan, M-E-G-A-N. Yes, and actually you're selling uh, artwork, just as a simple aside. Do you have any Halloween-themed uh, artwork coming out for the holiday? Yeah, funny enough, I have a Nightmare Before Christmas <laughs> painting that's going to come out soon. Look at that. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, Megan. In all sincerity, we always appreciate having you on. Uh, and we will go along to whatever the hell we have next because I cannot. Oh, the scores. Duh. I won. So that means that I go to a sterling record of 13 and 18. But David also won. And he goes to a 14 and 19 record. That slaps. We love this part of the show because it just gets us funkadelic in all the fine ways possible. David, what slaps for you this week? So this week, uh, I know we're talking about Halloween, but as you know, I'm never a theme kind of person when it comes to that slaps. I like to keep it pure, something that I've really been enjoying this week. And I've seen a couple movies. I rewatched 21, uh, 21 Jump Street and Twenty Two Jump Street. Those are those are great. How'd they hold um, up? Oh, fantastic! Okay, I love them. they're 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 great. 
and they're you know they don't have to be great they're they're just goofy oh yeah um i rewatched casino royale and no none of this i uh, adele just released a new song for the first time in a while she i did. gather and i listened to it and i thought meh so uh alexa continued to play uh, songs by adele and on came set fire to the rain and that song absolutely slaps it is adele's best song and if you disagree you can bite me even though that's not what we're <laughs> what okay. we're doing right now right. but it is definitely adele's best song and set fire to the rain that slaps it's interesting because I normally like to stay on theme and on brand, but a song came into my purview that uh, interrupted all that because it's been stuck in my friggin' head. And when that happens, I know it has to be a week's That Slaps. Um, it's called Cold Heart. It's the acoustic version that's actually very important because there are multiple renditions of this song. Uh, it's by Elton John and Dua Lipa. Actually, it's a it's a brilliant Ooh. remix. I, I actually would suggest it to you, David. I think you might even like the, the original remixes, but the acoustic version is the version that I much, much prefer. Uh, it very much slaps. My only fear, actually, is that this will be a top 100 song. It will be a popular song, even though it's not right now. It just recently released. Uh, I'm afraid that it's going to be something that'll be just so popular i think we we I, we've never really stated this but we try Mitchell to keep get it, sick of it oh uh, possibly but even so we just try to stay a little bit out of the mainstream or just bring something back that's right. been out, right, out right, of right, mind right. but but either way right now it's not and i'll defend my decision with that but it's it's phenomenal it slaps Thank you so much again for listening to our podcast. We appreciate you coming in and taking some time with us and getting your ghoul on. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We've got some thanks to get a hold of. Thank you so much to Tara Amsitz and Josh Hans for their wonderful, wonderful, wonderful contributions to the podcast. We could not do it without you. Yes, and thank you to Cass and Crossland. And to Jake Corlang for the music that you hear on this show. We love it. It really helps us uh, helps us add so much... Uh, flavor? <sighs> flavor to this show. Yes, absolutely. So thank you, guys. Yes, and thank you, most importantly. You, the listener. Yes, you. We appreciate your time, and thank you so much for listening to us. If you love what you hear, go ahead and click that subscribe button no matter where you are listening to us, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're like everywhere, man. Why, why are you not listening to us on all of them except for Pandora? Because screw you, Pandora. Oh my god, Jimmy, what was that? Bob, relax, okay? Just don't freak out. Oh my god, is that a werewolf? Quickly howl or something. Oh! No, it's not a werewolf, that's a bear! Oh!